Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. All right, we're going to go into God's Word. We're going to go right in off of what has happened in this house this morning. And now there's a challenge from Joyce Meyer. I opened up uh, my wife's devotional book this morning, and I began to read it. And there are some of you that were thinking as he was sharing, gosh, I wish that could be applicable to my life, but I don't know. The devotional today by Joyce Meyer said this, Are you ready? You must step out to find out. (laughs) Now, Father, as we open up the word, I pray this morning that you would open up our hearts. I pray that in these moments, we will be revolutionized in the way that we think and the way that we take in your word. And Father, I thank you that we openly declare that we are following Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray this morning if there's anyone here under the sound of your work in their lives, that voice that's above all voices, that they would open up and come into the kingdom because you're standing on the outside knocking at the heart. Father, today we make this decision that we will follow Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. The title of the message this morning is, Who Are You Following? It's a carryover from last week. We visited two cemeteries last week here in the house, and we found out that there's an individual who's on the other side. They stepped over to the other side, but they always were willing to say, Jesus is my Lord by saying, Yes, Lord. Then the second one was, Jesus led me all the way. You have your Bibles and would like to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1. God's going to ask you seven questions this morning, and then I'll get out of your way so that the Holy Spirit can have his way. I've got to tell you, after all these years, too many pastors, too many, too many, too many individuals stand in the way when they need to get out of the way so that he can make the way into the lives of individuals. So I'll get out of your way in just a few moments so that he can make the way. In fact, in the book of Acts, it says that they were called people of the way. Yes, even before they were called Christians, they were called people of the way. 1 Corinthians 11.1 says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. David Platt said, radical obedience to Christ is not easy. It's not comfort, it's not health, it's not wealth, and not prosperity in this world. Radical obedience to Christ risks losing all these things. But in the end, such risk finds us in deep reward in Christ Jesus, for he's more than enough. Another one has said, following Jesus isn't something you can do at night where no one notices. It's 24 hours a day, commitment that will interfere with your life. Let me say that again. It is a commitment that will interfere with your life. If Jesus Christ has never interfered with your life, you've not met the real Jesus. 
Diedrich Bonhoeffer said it this way, Christianity without discipleship is always Christianity without Christ. We were all watching a few moments ago Francis Chan, and he has something to say in regards to following Christ. We never grow closer to God when we just live life. It takes deliberate pursuit and attentiveness. And so let me put these two pieces together. If Robin and I are deliberately pursuing and giving attention to Jesus Christ as a Christian couple in covenant, we're always going to pursue each other and give attention to each other. That's proof that we're following Jesus Christ. Divorce should not be something that we hear in the body of Christ. If I will deliberately pursue and give attention to Jesus Christ and my wife does the same thing in the covenant of marriage, we're going to always pursue each other and we're always going to give attention to the one that God brought into our lives. Hallelujah. Watchman Nee, who suffered much for Jesus Christ, said, God does not will that he should follow what man has initiated. Other, wow. Other than following God's direction, we have no right to direct Him. We have no ability to offer save to obey God's guidance. And so in the form of men and in the form of one of our leaders, the Holy Spirit spoke to us this morning about always giving what we don't want to give, which is what He's blessed us with, which is our tithes and offerings. Hmm. So this morning... I want you to uh, go with me now to Matthew chapter 9 and verse 9. Question number 1 is coming up. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man called Matthew. Hmm. Matthew, money. Sitting in the tax collector's booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. Question number 1. When he, Jesus Christ, calls, what will you do? Stay seated or get up. Glory. Let me say that again. When Jesus Christ calls you, you have two options. Option number one, to remain seated, stay in the booth, or to get up and follow him. And the Bible says that he got up and followed him. Take your Bibles and go to Mark chapter 1, verse 16, 17, and 18. As he, Jesus, was going along by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net in the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Oswald Chambers said, Faith never knows where it's being led, but it loves and knows the one who is leading. I'm going to come back to that in just a moment. Question number two, when he, Jesus Christ, calls, what will you leave behind? (laughs) Question number one was, when he calls, what will you do? But question number two, from God's word, when he calls, what will you leave behind? When you follow Jesus Christ, you are going to have to leave things behind. The Bible says that they left their net, meaning they left what they knew, meaning they gave up what was common to them. Hmm. 
Let's go back to that quote. Faith never knows where it's being led, but it loves and knows the one who is leading. One of my close friends in another state, he and I were talking the other day, and I love how God will always give you clarity if you'll spend time with him. If you will have some downtime where it's just you and God, he will tell you what he's doing even when others are going, but, but, but. So in our conversation, he was asking me, he said, man, I don't fully understand what you're doing. And I said to him, neither do I. And I want to encourage you, if you're really a follower of Jesus Christ, there are going to be times when you are not going to understand, but you know you have to obey. Remember that first quote. God's will is never for us to have our will over his will. He's not going to do that. We've got to come into compliance with the Father. Come on, church. And so he got real clear with me, and he said, by what I'm talking about is this. He said, here you are, just not too far away from being able to retire from the school system, and here you are furthering your education And he was point blank and he said, why are you doing that? Here's your answer. Faith never knows where it's being led, but it loves and knows the one who is leading. You're either walking by faith today or you're camouflaged in fear. (laughs) Holy Spirit of God is here. You're either walking in faith that makes you very vulnerable to people who live by the natural realm or you're walking in fear but it's camouflage to where people really don't know that you're afraid and you're fearful. Step out and you'll find out. Thank you, thank you very much, Joyce Myers. Let's go back to that second question as we get ready for the third. When Jesus Christ calls you, what will you leave behind? There are some things that you're going to have to give up. There are some things that you're going to have to not negotiate, just separate. We love to negotiate with God. (laughs) Let's move on. Mark chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. Going on a little further, he, Jesus, saw James, the son of Zebedee. Now listen, I want to move on down so we can save some time. Immediately, he called them. Let me say this to you this morning. There's always a sense of urgency in the kingdom. The Bible says, immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went away to follow him. Here's the quote by Jeremy Taylor, follow him as well for the bitter cup of his passion as for the loaves. Please stay with me till we get to the very end. And then I'll get out of the way so the Holy Spirit can have his way throughout this week. We love to follow Jesus because we know he can turn water into wine. We know we want to follow Jesus because he can take five loaves and two fishes and feed 5,000. But what about the bitter cup? Third question, when he, Jesus, calls, what will you sacrifice? Pastor, 
Nice question, but is that biblical? Immediately he called them and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went away to follow him. Here's the question. When he calls, what will you sacrifice? Not only do you have to leave things behind, but you're going to have to make some sacrifices. I remember many, many, many years ago when my father was just, my earthly dad was just excited to know that I was in the Christian and Missionary Alliance. But there came a time when I needed to make an adjustment and make a change, and it didn't set very well. You can either follow tradition or follow Christ. Come on, church. Come on, church. Somewhere along the line, I'm going to ask for an amen, because these are not easy to preach, and it's not easy to live by, but it is biblical. (laughs) Why did you bring your illustration up for? Because these boys left their father in the boat. The father had not met Jesus before. Zebedee didn't know who Jesus was. He calls out, and there goes the boys. (laughs) Come on, come on now. I've been here since 1988. Listen, I used to be in North Carolina. I know about family structure, and I know how families can absolutely pull and tug against the call of God in your heart. They'll hold you back. John chapter 1, verse 43, 44, and 45. The next day, he purposed, he being Jesus, to go into Galilee, and he found Philip. And Jesus said to him, follow me. (laughs) And you'll see the rest of that passage if it's on the screen or if it's in your text. But to save a few moments of time, the moment that he realized, he being Philip, who Jesus was, man, he wanted everyone to know who Jesus was that he had found the prophet. He had found the one that had been written about in the law. There stood Jesus. Oswald Chambers put it this way. Obedience to the call of Christ nearly always costs everything to two people, the one who's called and the one who loves that one. Listen closely to the text. The next day, he, Jesus, purposed. Here's the question. When he calls, what is your purpose? Either I'm aligning with Jesus Christ or I'm aligning with the flesh. Early this past week in my devotional time, the Holy Spirit said to me, Who are you? Are you old Adam or new Adam? You know that we were born in sin because of Adam. And if you choose, even when you come to Christ, you can still let the flesh reign in your life. You can still live under the Adamic nature or you can move into the round two and live in the power of the new Adam. But what is your purpose? Let's go back over the questions real quick just so that those that are taking notes can actually ask themselves this week as you dialogue with the Holy Spirit. When he calls, what will you do? When he calls, what will you leave behind? When he calls, what will you sacrifice? And when he calls, what is your purpose? Moving on now. Matthew chapter 10, verse 37, 38, and 39. This is Jesus speaking. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. 
Man, Lord, not only do you kick me off when you want money, but now you're telling me that I'm not worthy of you if I put other people above you and before you. That's exactly what he says. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. You think I'm hard? And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy. What? 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 Hold on, Jesus. Hold on. You gave me Bradley, you gave me Brittany, and you gave me Joshua, and you blessed me with Robin because they didn't give you any other way. But here they are, and you mean to tell me I've got to put you before them? How many parents have their children and grandchildren before him? And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life will lose it, and he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. Alan Redpath puts it this way. Obey God in all things today. Drive out the enemy. Here, watch this. You all like this. Drive out the enemy on the inside the way that Clemson drove Ohio State all over the field. Get in the driver's seat and drive the enemy out. The rest of the quote, lay the axe to the root of the tree and the capacity for Jesus Christ will be increased tomorrow. Whew. Alan Redpath. Thank you, man of God. God, I, I've got the axe. Where, where do you want me to? Up here high? How about in the middle? No, 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 my son. Go right down at the base. But, but, but Lord, uh, here, here's the question. Remember now, Jesus just said in the passage, and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. The question, when he calls, what will you pick up? Where did you get that one from, Pastor? If you will not take up your cross, we have to pick up the cross every day. Some days it's going to be a cup. Some days it's going to be a loaf. Some days it could be a cup of wine. That means success. I didn't say go out and drink. Or it could be that you're in the garden all by yourself. Whatever that day is, it doesn't matter. Just pick up the authority of Jesus Christ and walk in it. Next passage. We're coming down the stretch. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 and 25. Now Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? I've shared this illustration before. Before Muhammad Ali passed, he was interviewed, and I'm not going to go into all the depth of that interview, but as he took an individual through all of the memorabilia and everything that he had collected in his life, the, the, the writer was just overwhelmed with everything. Sports Illustrated, all the trophies, all of the awards and everything. And he was just like goo-goo and snapping and taking pictures and all of that junk. And he heard Muhammad Ali as he walked out, shuffling out of that room. He said, I've had the whole world and it ain't nothing. And I don't believe anybody here has ever been at the level where he was. But listen to what he said. I've had the whole world and it ain't nothing. (laughs) Back in the day when I used to do a lot of reading about sports stars and how many men in the professional level have had so many women. 
And then we ask our young people to model their lives after these athletes. Are you serious? Are you serious? I shared with this house a couple weeks ago, Almond Gunner said, we are developing pro-athletes, not pro-people. This message will bring about pro-people. So who are you following? The next question off of that passage. When he calls, what exchange will you make? Hmm. We're there. We're at the finish line. Let's look at those questions again. What will you do? What will you leave behind? What will you sacrifice? What is your purpose? What will you pick up? What exchange will you make? And now one of the most peculiar passages of Scripture that is daunting to me because it's found in John 6, 6, 6. John chapter 6, verse 66. Is that not amazing? Because you all know as believers that 666 is the stamp of the old Adam. It's the mark of the beast. I'm not here to scare anyone this morning, but when I read this verse, you ought to really begin to go, oh my God, may I never stop following you because I may end up following the Adam to come. That would be called the Antichrist. John 6, verse 66. Put it all together and I see three sixes there. As a result of this, Many of his disciples, and by the way, he chose the first 12, but there were many that came after them who were disciples. But listen, as a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. Final question, question number seven. When Jesus calls you, will you walk away? Even as I'm standing here, there's more that God is beginning to reveal and open up about this passage of Scripture. If I was to fail in following Christ, I'm beginning to mark myself for the Antichrist. May it never be said of me that after all these years of walking with Jesus and serving the Lord at some level, that I would ever say the Bible is irrelevant It is not authority. It is not the word of God. And I no longer live by it. As we close this morning, Dr. Charles Stanley has our closing quote for the day. The bottom line in the Christian life is obedience. And most people don't even like the word. Shall we pray? In a moment, we're going to have a closeout video that's going to call us into following Jesus Christ. I always like it when the Lord touches our emotions, but that's not what He's really after. He's really after our will. 
There's been so much information that has been embedded in this service from the worship to all that we did as a result of worship that we have no excuse for not being willing to follow Jesus Christ. And as you get ready to walk out of here this morning and I will be getting out of your way so that he can make his way in where he deserves to be, I want you to make sure you're walking out with this. Good followers of Jesus Christ make good leaders. Listen, listen. It's the thesis of the message. Good followers of Jesus Christ make good leaders. Listen one more time. Good followers of Jesus Christ, not a denomination, not a doctrine, not a tradition, not the percentage that are going this way or that way, but good followers of Jesus Christ make good leaders. Where, pastor? Break it down, coach. Break it down, Dennis. Where? In the business world, in the school world, in athletics, at home, in the prayer closet. Good followers of Jesus Christ make good leaders. Let that be a staple on this house from this day forward throughout the duration of this ministry, which will be for years and years, long after my time. Good followers of Jesus Christ make good leaders. I was listening online the other night. In just a moment, you're going to have an opportunity to respond to an invitation. And Dr. Hackett, who I'd like to be able to see come and minister in this house, he said one of the first things we always look for on the faculty and staff at Southeastern University is we always look for good character, good collaboration, and good chemistry. Out of that, the Holy Spirit began to give to me the message. And he gave to me the closing statement. Good followers of Jesus Christ always become good leaders. Because of the character of Christ, because of his collaboration with the Father, he collaborated with people, and so should we. And then the chemistry between the Father and the Spirit of God in Jesus was first class and as it was with his disciples most of the things that are wrong in our societies today is a result of those three C's poor character lack of collaboration that means getting along not just talking and then above all chemistry and chemistry is by the Holy Ghost I was preparing to walk out the door this morning of our home and the Holy Spirit said, if you don't follow me, I can't fill you. And I want him to flood me, not just fill me. Well, the Lord has given to us incredible seven questions. Seven is a huge number in God's word. But he also gave to us an incredible warning in John 6, 6, 6. I trust this morning that no one under the sound of the voice of the Spirit of God will ever walk away from Jesus Christ. Because you can have the whole world and it ain't nothing. 
But here's the invitation before the video and then I'll move out of the way. I wonder how many would like to stand this morning and to say, I'm not going to look back at 2016. I already know. But as for me and my house, in 2017, our purpose is we're going to follow Jesus. We're we're just going to follow Jesus. And if somebody asks, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? And why are you going there? Because we walk by faith and not by sight. So now across this room, here's an invitation for everyone, for anyone, to just stand and to simply say before the Lord, in the presence of the Lord, this year is going to be different than last year. I'm following Jesus. I am going to follow Jesus Christ. You will never see my name under John 6, 6, 6. I'm not going to drift away from my walk with Christ. And I'm going to put around me in my entourage, I'm going to put people who will speak into my life. And may sometimes have to say things I don't really want to hear, but I know that they love me and they love the one I love. Well, Father, there are many that are standing in this house today and we stand together because you stood for us. There's no way that we could stand if you hadn't, but you stood, so we stand. And now, Father God, we thank you for the word of the Lord that's been given, Father, through your servant, and we're going to step out so we can find out what it's really like to follow Jesus. We're going to step out of the boat. We're going to step out of situations. And we're just going to follow you. Where he leads me, I will follow. I'll go with him all the way. We thank you for what you've done in this house today. We honor you and we bless you. In Jesus' name. And lest I would hurry and rush to get out of the way. If there's someone here this morning that would say, Hey, Pastor, I have never followed him because I've never had my heart open to him. I don't even know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. But today, I would like to invite Jesus Christ into my heart. I want to be in the family. I want to be able to stand like others. I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I've followed everything else. It's time for me to follow the one who created me in his image. Is there anyone here with an upraised hand who would say, hey, just remember me in prayer. I really don't have that relationship, but it's going to start today. Wow. I need one of our ladies to go stand, please. One of our ladies to just go stand beside the woman that is standing. Glory. It's a simple prayer. It's an ABC. I accept that he's my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died for me. And see, as I confess all my sins here and now, Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you. In a moment, we're going to celebrate, Father, by giving you an ovation. Holy Spirit, thank you for working in this house today. Thank you so very much. And we honor everyone that just honored you in an incredible way. And we receive the blessing of the Lord that our finances and everything is just going to be incredible this year. We're following Jesus day by day. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And God's people said, Let's give him an ovation and then check out this video. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. 
At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.